Hey listeners, just a reminder that the history of everything sex is for mature audiences, so listen with discretion. And don't forget, we're ready for suggestions, ideas, stories, whatever you want to tell us. Just email us at thehistoryofsexpod at gmail.com. Thanks! Hello, Miss Terry. Hello, Melinda. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am very well. Thank you very much. Do you want to say yes, you're welcome? Sure. Welcome to the history of everything <coughs> sex. Oh. Well, well you know, I'm just throwing in all different. different. Always, always it's different. Just a, a reminder to wash your hands, people. <laughs> 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 so I titled this episode with a much tamer title than what I really wanted to. I wanted to call it the history of some fucked up shit that you won't believe. But I just <laughs> thought that that was a little uncouth. So we're going to it's going to be something about oddities, genital oddities or medical Ooh, oddities. Right. So I love up. that. This is bizarro. I bet. All right. right. I'm going to jump right in. So All let's right. start way back in 1843 in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Okay. During this year, a mom and a dad gave birth to a handsome little baby boy. They already had two healthy children when they welcomed Juan Baptista dos Santos. Mm. Now, while Juan was cute, his parents did think that his little wiener looked a little weird. Mm. When he was six months old, they took him to be examined by a doctor, and the doctor found that Juan had two penises. Oh, right. Plus an extra abnormal looking limb dangling from his pubic bone, like separate from the two penises. Um, Wow. Turns out this limb was actually two extra legs fused together into one appendage with a distinct knee and a small anus. So is it like a, was he like, did he absorb a twin or something? Yeah, he was like, yeah. Like he absorbed a twin and he got to something like that. Right. He got to keep two weans. Two weans. Now that. That either makes you the luckiest some a bitch or. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, it's like when you hear stuff like that happening, it's like I had a mole and they removed the mole and there was a tooth in it. So they said I absorbed (laughs) my twin. You know what I mean? This is like he's got functioning. Well, I don't know if they're functioning. Tell me about one's uh, two penises. It definitely sounds better than having like two heads. Oh, yeah. That'd be awful. Yes. Now, this extra leg limb thing, Juan didn't have any control over that, but it was able to be moved around. So he Wait, could he did it. Oh, <laughs> he could put it where he wanted it to get it out of the way. Oh, see, I thought you were like, he didn't have any control over it. Like, it just kind of had a mind of its own. <laughs> it would just run off and drag it him with just, it. Yeah. He'd That's just be terrible. standing in school and it'd whack somebody. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> right. Um, I'm glad it was what you meant. Exactly. Now, Juan was seen years later by a specialist in Paris who recommended surgery to remove one of the penises, but he politely declined. Mm -hmm. So these were the days when people who had any kind of birth defect or deformity could make a pretty good living as a sideshow or a freak in a circus. Uh Mm -hmm. So when word of Juan's condition spread... He was offered a gig with just such a show, but he said 
no thank you. Hmm. He did, however, agree to allow medical professionals to examine or view his interesting extra parts. And supposedly, he also loved to ride horses. So he kept his third leg tied to his right thigh so that he could ride his horses properly. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Just strap that bad boy to your thigh yeah. and move, it on, move along. Now, Juan's condition is known as diphalia or penile duplication. It oh. is super rare, happening about once in every five and a half million male babies born. That and, is not very good odds for that to happen. Right, exactly. So that's why these are the freaks, if you will. Right, you know, right, right, right. At the time, that's what they were called. Right. For those babies who do develop this birth defect, other serious problems usually happen too. So sadly, there's a good chance that these baby boys will not survive very long. Really? The first written case of diphalia occurred in 1609 and was recorded by Swiss doctor Johann Jakob Wecker. Since then, since 1609, we only know of 100 other cases, including Dos Santos. So that's okay. how rare this is. Yeah, geez. The specific cause has yet to be found, but it is known that it happens when something doesn't go according to plan around day 23 to 25 of gestation. Oh, okay. There are a few different ways that this can look. It can be one penis with two heads or two half penises or two complete penises. Okay. What is so astonishing about Juan's case is that both penises were fully functional. There's your answer. Okay. He was able to pee out of both, even at the same time. And believe it or not, he could have sex with either one. Rumor has it, he would start with one. And then after he finished, he would switch yeah. to the other one. And he was super horny all the time. Oh, my. See, Always I knew there were, I mean, horny. I know. I'm like, I know that, you know. It sounds like this wonderful thing, but I'm like, there had to be something that poor kid when he was, when he was growing up, it was probably, that was probably really, it was really traumatic. Yeah. It was really hard, mm -hmm. but that's, that's, that's very interesting to just be able to have that control. Exactly. And like shut the other one off and turn the other one on. Huh. Right. Interesting. Wild. Now, next we have a baby girl. This little girl was born in the Caribbean to a French father and a mixed-raced mother in 1860. Okay. Blanche Dumas was born Ooh. with what is referred to as a modified duplication of her lower body. Now, Blanche had three legs, two bladders, two sets of bowels, and two functional vaginas. Wow. Now, as for her legs... She had two almost normal size legs, although they were not fully developed, and a third shorter, less human looking leg that hung down from her butt bone. And mm -hmm. to top it all off, she had two extra breasts that were down near her pelvis. Jeez. So I'm sorry to tell you, but this sounds like a Blanche. mess. No. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm really sorry about what you had to go through. Blanche is not making the modeling jobs. No. Mm -mm. Poor thing. Now, unlike our boy Juan, Blanche did join the traveling circus. And mm -hmm. like Juan, however, 
She also had an unquenchable sex drive. Oh, both of her vaginas had full sensation and she just really enjoyed sex. In in fact, she decided the best way to satisfy her needs was to become a prostitute. She became known as the three leg courtesan, which is a sex worker who has wealthy clients. If you believe the stories that have been passed down, Blanche, the two vaginaed woman, heard of Juan, the two penised man, and she just knew she had to meet him. She tracked him down. She tracked him down somewhere in southern France, and apparently it was love at first sight for both of them. That's awesome. A more believable source says that they met, had sex together once, and then went their separate ways. But oh. either way, it's a pretty interesting story. Unfortunately, I well, couldn't the, find the, the, the fact that they were both alive at the same time. Exactly. It's exactly. crazy. Right. Yeah. And in the same country, continent. Well, yeah, yeah. enough yeah. to find each other. Yeah. And they didn't have There's the no internet. social media. Not even phone books. 1860s. Right. Someone crazy. had to, I hear tell of a, well, I'm sure they weren't talking like that, but you know. They may have. They may yeah, have. They might have. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any other details about Blanche, so I would have loved to do an entire episode just on her, but I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I don't know what happened to her after that. So that's all I got. But for now, we'll move on to our next person of interest. Josephine Myrtle Coben was born May 12th, 1868 in Lincoln County, Tennessee, right okay. here in the, in the old U.S. In the old U.S. Her parents, William and Nancy had seven healthy children before Myrtle was born. So they surely weren't ready for this. Mm-hmm. Myrtle was born with two entire bottom halves. Now this one's going to strike you more as that whole twin thing. That kind of okay. comes into play here. Literally everything from her belly button down was duplicated. Wow. She had four legs, two butts, two bladders, two urethras, two vaginas, two uteruses or uteri, and we assume four ovaries. And a partridge in a pear tree. That was cute. Thanks. (laughs) The condition is a form of caudal duplication syndrome. It's also Mm -hmm. known as a dipygus twin, or sometimes it's called monster twinned below. Jeez. Like, oh, you know that girl? She'd been monster twinned below. Gee whiz. I know it sounds Sounds terrible. very harsh. (laughs) Basically, they were Siamese or conjoined twins, but the other twin only developed a bottom half. It is sort of interesting, though, because the middle two legs were really small and each one only had three toes. But her outer legs were normal size, although one of her feet was clubbed. I feel like Mm. this probably had something to do with how the two bottom halves were positioned in the womb. But that's just my thought, like, Mm. you know, how how it was laying or something. So, uh, yeah. Mm -mm. Anyway, the family moved to Blunt County, Alabama. Eventually, Myrtle's dad realized that his daughter was a little gold mine. When Myrtle was 13, her dad gave her the moniker, the four legged girl from Tennessee. And he charged the neighbors each a dime to see her. Mm. I don't know if that's genius or child abuse, but. Well, that's what I was just saying. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm glad that she was called the four legged girl from Tennessee. 
I was worried, and I, I don't know. You haven't finished the story yet, but yeah, like the two didn't want girl dad to. I didn't want the dad to profit off of people taking advantage of her. Exactly. Exactly. No, just a dime for people to see her. Mm. Encouraged by the number of people willing to pay to see his little girl, William started making posters and advertising. Myrtle ended up touring America as a sideshow for four years with P.T. Barnum, then the Ringling mm. Brothers. She became so popular that she was earning $450 a week. Can we just say $450 a week, even now? Right. That that if, if someone said they made four fifty, dollars it's like, okay, you're bringing in some money. Exactly. Right. You're doing you're, all right. You'd be able to pay some bills with that. Yeah, this was now, back, back in then, the... That has to be... Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, right. So she, had she, was, she was killing it. She was yeah. killing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At age 18, Myrtle met and fell in love with her sister's husband's brother, okay. Dr. Clinton Bicknell. So she retired from the circus life and married at age 19. The Bicknells then relocated to Cleburne, Texas. Now, to be clear, both of Myrtle's bottom halves were fully functional. She peed, pooped, menstruated from both and was able to have and enjoy sex using either vagina. Her Mm. first pregnancy was not a good one. She became very, very sick. It was Mm. somehow found that the fetus was in the left uterus, which surprised Myrtle since she usually preferred to use the right vagina. Doctors Mm. recommended that she and Clint terminate the pregnancy as it was they feared for Myrtle's health, which they did. They terminated the pregnancy. However, the couple went on to have five healthy children. It's said that three were born from one uterus slash vagina and two from the other. And just for the record, reports vary on the number of children. Some say she had as many as eight babies, but only four or five survived. Others said uh-huh. five. It's kind of confusing to try to. I wonder if, what if she was pregnant in both uteruses at the same time? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) When Myrtle was 41, the family apparently needed some extra income. The four-legged woman went back to work traveling as an exhibit. She worked in the Huber's Museum in New York in 1909. She also appeared at Coney Island. She again retired from the freak show industry in 1915. At the end of April 1928, she was diagnosed with a strep infection on her skin. Sadly, she passed away from the infection within a week of the diagnosis on May 6th, 1928, six days before her 60th birthday, surrounded by her family. She was buried in the Cleburne Memorial Park Cemetery. And guess what? What? Her casket had to be covered with cement in order to keep her body from being stolen by grave robbers. Oh, uh, I'm not surprised. Actually, right. That. Well, they'd be selling that, that on eBay. Big, that, was, that was big business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. She would be like still being in the freak show even after she died. Other people would be oh, making yeah. money off of her. So that's crazy, right? Yeah. I forgot to mention that she would dress all four of her legs in matching socks and shoes. Okay. So it would kind of look like her little two legs in the middle that were real short and, and small. It would almost look like she had a child sitting like either she was sitting on oh, a child or yeah. like a child was inside her skirt. 
Right. So to me, that was just weird. I yeah, mean, that's, obviously that's... the whole situation's weird, but uh-huh. that was just really odd to see her just sitting there with, you know, four legs essentially, and two looked like childlike. But right. I just kept thinking, you know, I think that when one of her bottoms was having sex or giving birth, she should have named one of her bottoms something else. Right. Because really, that was her twin sister's bottom. That wasn't right. Hers, you know. Yeah. She could so, have named it anything. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Yeah, maybe she maybe did. she called it something like Molly, M- Myrtle and Molly. Are you sitting right. with Myrtle tonight or Molly tonight? Right, right, right. All right. So this brings us already to our fourth character of the episode. Now, this was much more recent. Have you ever heard of Wesley Warren Jr.? No. Name ring a bell. Never heard of him. I don't think so. I had not either, but apparently he was the talk of the town in the early 2010s. But let me just start at the beginning. Oh, so still that recent. Yeah, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Wes was born June 23rd, 1963 in Orange, New Jersey. Later, he moved to Las Vegas. One morning in 2008, Wes woke up and he sat up real fast. And in the process, he smacked his right leg against his right testicle. It hurt like a son of a bitch. But mm-hmm. I would think that this has probably happened to most guys at some point, right? I mean, if, yeah. I mean, it, I don't yeah, know. I, why, yeah. I mean, it seems like it would be, you know. I mean, it would happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know normal. if this is like a hazard only for guys who have like big balls or like if your balls swing loose, then mm-hmm. be careful. Don't slam it with your leg when you get up. I don't know. But right. Yeah. So anyway, so once the pain subsided, Wes went about his day. Now, Wes was on disability. He was unable to work due to some chronic health conditions, including diabetes. And I only mention that because it's important here in a minute. Um, So the next day when Wes woke up, he was shocked to find that his scrotum had swelled to the size of a soccer ball. Oh, my first. Can we just talk about how a person could sleep so soundly that it's not till you wake up the next morning that you realize that you have a soccer ball sized scrotum? And your underwear have got to be stretched, like giving you this huge wedgie. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, you really? You just woke up in the morning and went, wow, it's a soccer ball size. And Jeez. oh, my God, my underwear are in shreds or now I'm wearing a little bikini thing or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. I just well, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine how you sleep through this. That's all. Right, maybe right, maybe right. he's on some good meds. I don't know. <laughs> So, you know, as a human being would, he went to the local emergency room. He was prescribed antibiotics and sent on his way. Surely it must be some infection. Here's some antibiotics. Uh, It didn't help, obviously, or we wouldn't be talking about Wes right now. In fact, his issue kept getting worse. His scrotum was growing on average about one pound per week. It literally was growing and growing. And this went on for years. Oh, my God. Now, he did see a doctor at some point and surgery was recommended. However, Wes was very scared to undergo surgery. He was Mm. worried that he would die while under anesthesia. Not to mention he had no insurance and his only income was the disability check that he was getting. And the surgery was estimated to cost about a million dollars. So he just adapted. He's like, I'll just figure it out. 
By 2011, Wes was toting around a scrotum that weighed about 130 pounds. Jeez. Right? Oh, and there are pictures. You got to look. Not pictures of the scrotum naked, but him walking around. Now, in order to leave the house, he would wear a hoodie upside down with his legs in the sleeves and the body of it holding his sack. And then with the hood tied tight, he managed to keep his nutsack concealed. But it was still obvious that something huge was afoot. Right. I mean, you're looking like, what What do you have between like, you? I mean, that guy, right. Yeah. Weird. It looks so weird. Yeah. Now, Wes somehow came to be on Howard Stern's show where he told his tale and he asked for money while being laughed at and made to feel very ashamed. At this point, he had no idea where his penis was. It had been swallowed by the massive scrotum when he peed. The urine just dripped out of the big ball down his skin. There was no stream, per se, and no way for him to control where the urine landed. He also had to shit in a bucket for some reason. I assume because he couldn't, like, sit on a toilet with the scrotum in the way. But all in all, this just sounds very horrible and unhygienic. Mm -hmm. Now, he was able to have a home health aid visit to help him out passion she's such a sweetheart i watched a little documentary of her passion Mm. was a saint she had to clean his bottom often to keep the skin from breaking down and at home wes would not wear pants of course i mean he couldn't wear pants so he just kept a towel laying over his lap and he even joked that one benefit of having this big old sack was that he could just rest his lunch plate on it (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) that's so funny yeah So you might be wondering what the heck was going on. Well, according to physicians, when Wes traumatized his scrotum, he somehow caused a blockage of the lymph nodes. This caused fluid retention in the scrotum, which also led to tissue swelling from the compromised lymphatic syndrome. Wes described the growth as feeling squishy, but not solid, not like a water balloon at all. He said it was more like a juicy turkey. juicy turkey which is why this is our thanksgiving episode right (laughs) exactly (laughs) now in november of 2011 tv's famous dr oz offered to gather a team of experts to do the surgery at no cost to wes the Mm. only condition was that the dr oz show would get exclusive rights to his story wes declined stating he didn't know if the doctors would be trustworthy and again citing his fear of dying at that point he had eight thousand dollars in donations not even close to the million that he was supposedly trying to raise to pay for surgery and as you would imagine he started getting some backlash from a lot of people who started to wonder if he was refusing help so that he could keep receiving money and fame you know i mean enough's enough like i mean yeah i just you don't trust the doctor's Right. Yeah. I don't know about that. Right. Sometime in 2012, he was offered free treatment and surgery in Greece. However, he was not able to fly on account of his size and in his inability to sit on an airplane seat. I mean, that I can definitely imagine. Mm-hmm. So eventually, Wes conceded. He was seen by Dr. Erwin Goldstein of the Institute for Sexual Medicine. 
This guy apparently said something to convince West to finally undergo the surgery. On April 8, 2013, five years after the original accident happened, Wes underwent a 13-hour operation in Irvine, California, where four surgeons cut away skin and muscle and completely rebuilt his scrotum. Two hours into the procedure, one of the docs said, well, I found his penis. When all was said and done, Wes had a normal size, healthy scrotum and a one inch penis. He did. mm -hmm. He did have to have a few subsequent surgeries, too. He had gone home with a urine catheter. And when it was removed, his urethra, his his urethra was found to have narrowed so that he that had to be repaired. Mm. Also, he had skin grafted from his thigh to help replace skin that had not been healthy around his genitals. Mm. Now, it's considered a conservative estimate, but doctors have said the scrotum itself was about 160 pounds at the time of the surgery. When Wes went into the OR, he weighed 552 pounds and he was 350 pounds afterwards. Wow. So he lost over 200 pounds. That is crazy. Right, right. So he moved in with a roommate. And at first, he felt like he was worse off after the surgery. Eventually, his outlook brightened and he started envisioning a better future. Mm -hmm. In February of 2014, he was hospitalized for diabetes complications. Mm. He had two heart attacks while he was there. And sadly, he passed away March 14th, 2014, after five and a half weeks in the hospital. Uh, So that was less than a year after the operation that he was scared of having because he was afraid he would die during the operation. Right. Yeah. Then he comes out and he's like, well, who the hell is going to want me? I have a one inch penis, you know, and yeah, blah, 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 blah. And it was a mess. Well, but I mean, he had a one inch penis that he couldn't find before the surgery and 160 yeah. pounds to carry mm-hmm. around. It's oddly, it kind of reminds me of like the. um Oh, I don't know the word for it, but, you know, like when you get a lot of negative attention, but mm-hmm. then what you're getting your negative attention for gets fixed or it changes or becomes whatever blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden you're getting no attention right and it's like right man i'd rather have all that negative attention than no attention now i'm just regular old joe schmo and nobody yeah. cares about me or knows me or pays attention to me oh that's too bad yeah so I, i'm sure there had to be times when he would like i don't know go in a store and they'd be like whoa 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 you know wh- yeah, what are buddy. you doing yeah don't <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a little obvious that you're carrying right. something you shouldn't be carrying. What are you? Are right. You, you're trying to. Are you bringing in a weapon or if they see him walking out, they're like, bruh, if you're going to be I a wonder, shoplifter, you're going to have to be a little more subtle. Right. Than that. Be a little more subtle than that. Yeah. All right. So now we're just going to move along to our last unfortunate soul. Now, here is a man by the name of Florence Owiti Opio. Hmm. Yes. Opio, who was born in Kenya in 1996. Florence lost both of his parents when he was five years old. Mm. 
and he and and he and his brother Eliza were taken in by their elderly grandmother Selena, and they were good boys by all accounts. Now, when Florence was ten, he noticed some swelling of his penis. It just didn't look right to him. <clears throat> his grandmother took him to a doctor who told Florence that it was a boil and that it would get better. Nothing to worry about. It didn't go away. It got bigger. In fact, it grew to the size of a fist. Florence assumed that he had been cursed by someone. He tried some herbal treatments to try to reverse the disfiguration. This did not work, and his penis got bigger and harder to hide. Mm. In fact, Florence was bullied so much in school that he dropped out of school in 2006. Aw. Yeah. Now, I'm not clear on exactly when, but he did at some point have surgery in hopes of correcting the deformity, but the decreased swelling was temporary. The penis and testicles became very large. Mm. In 2017, Florence had a three-foot-long penis that resembled a large gourd of some kind. Mm -hmm. His testicles weighed 11 pounds. Jeez. And he was miserable. Gee, what? So, being a good boy, he started repairing shoes to try to earn and save money so that he could afford to get treatment. Even though he had no idea what that was even going to look like. As for sex, he couldn't even imagine that. I'm like, how would you even begin? You know, you right, this, right, right. You know, for a hot second, you're like, whoa, three foot penis. Cool. But it was not a normal looking, just very large penis. It was, um, yeah, alienish. It, it wasn't. Yeah. Now, Yeesh. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how this situation came about, but Florence's neighbor, Duncan Otiano, posted a picture of Florence's very unusual, extraordinary genitals on Facebook. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. As luck would have it, the governor's wife happened upon the post and was very sympathetic Mm. or maybe disgusted. I don't know. Right, Right. Either way, she took immediate action. She sent an ambulance to pick up Florence and transport him to a medical facility where he could get more specialized care or <laughs> specialized care. I should say not even Just more in general. Yeah, right. He could get some good quality care. Finally, Florence received some helpful information. Sort of like our boy, Wes, Florence's lymph system was all blocked and backed up. <clears throat> Unlike Wesley, however, Forence had not knocked his own scrotum with his leg when he woke up one morning. Instead, it is likely that some nasty bitch of a mosquito bit Forence and injected larvae into his bloodstream. And what do larvae lead to? That's right. Parasitic worms. Oh, no. Then these worms cause big clogs in the pipes specifically in the lymph system, Mm -hmm. which caused fluid to build up and tissues to be affected, ultimately causing a three-foot malformed penis and a big, ugly scrotum. The diagnosis was scrotal elephantiasis. Mm. Ouch and yuck. Yuck, Florence. I am sorry you had to deal with that. Right. And this, I mean, this 
this is a cute kid. Not that it should mm -hmm. happen to an ugly kid. Right, but, right, right, I mean, right. just, you know, just such an innocent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah. It's just so sad. Yeah. In July of 2017, Florence finally underwent two successful operations that finally restored his natural genitals. Mm. And Florence couldn't be happier. He says he can finally swim and run and play football, which is soccer, mm -hmm. um, which he was never able to do before. And at 21, he was finally able to live a normal life. Hmm. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah. And he's just, he just looks so proud, you know, uh -huh. just, like I say, he's just a cute kid too. Yeah. So, so that's really the end of my story about five people with very odd genitals, but I did want to just mention another related topic. Okay. So there are some women who are born with two uteri. Sometimes okay. they say uteri. Sometimes they say uteruses. Uteri kind of just sounds kind of Right, right. Uteri like sounds alien. Right, exactly. Now, some of these women have two cervixes. Others have one cervix, but there's a septum or like a membrane that divides the uterus into two like cavities. Oh, okay. Now, this wouldn't really be something that would be easy to diagnose or even find out. And it's mm -hmm. possible that there are women who have this anomaly and they just never know it, you know, doesn't cause any issues. And you just you can't see inside the uterus unless you mm -hmm. go looking. However, having a septated uterus can increase the chances of having complicated pregnancies, including miscarriage, premature birth and or a breech presentation. Mm. If a woman has multiple losses, then testing might be done, which might find the fact that she has a double uterus. Now, one particularly fascinating case happened kind of recently. This was in England. 23-year-old mm -hmm. Hannah Kersey found out that she had two uteruses when she had her son in 2004. She had her son and they're like, oh, by the way, you have two uteruses. <laughs> She was then told she might have difficulty ever getting pregnant again, which is kind of stupid because you're like, well, I got pregnant once. Why would why all of a sudden just because, you know, I have two uteruses now. Now it's right, hard. right, right. I don't know. So when she and her partner, 23 year old Mick, found out they were expecting in 2006, of course, they were very excited. Mm. Eventually, it was discovered via ultrasound that they were actually expecting three babies. Yikes. Right. The doctor was shocked to find out that one fetus was in one uterus. I almost said one fetus. Right. <laughs> one it was fetus. actually, I, I like that. <laughs> one fetus was in one uterus and there mm. were twins in the other one. Mm. Right. So it turns out that two eggs had been fertilized at the same time by two sperm. Each fertilized egg implanted in one of the uteri. Mm-hmm. Then right. one of those divided into two, which is how identical twins are made. So the couple were given the option of selective abortion, since it was more likely that there would be complications with three fetuses than two or one, but they opted not to do so. And in September 2006, the three girls were born seven weeks early via C-section. Ruby weighed two pounds, six ounces. Her identical twin sister, Tilly, weighed just two pounds, and big sister, Gracie, came in at two pounds, 13 ounces. Wow. 
Yes. All three babies were in the hospital for nine weeks before being declared healthy and going home. And from all reports, they are doing very well. Wow. Yes. While there have been about 70, 70, 70 cases worldwide over the past 100 years of women carrying a pregnancy in each of our two wombs, this is the first documented case of a mom carrying three babies in her two uteruses. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is. That really is. Yeah. It's like all the things had to align just exactly perfectly. Wow. Yeah. And, and you know, but then you think back like, well, you know, a hundred years ago, I mean, ultrasound is a relatively new thing. Yeah, so yeah. how do, I and mean, we don't really know if, you know, a hundred years ago, a whole bunch of women had, you know, twins or triplets out, out of two uteruses. Right. You know, I mean, she just, if she was crazy enough to, or unlucky or lucky enough to have triplets. Yeah, she wouldn't necessarily she, know. Well, I guess unless they did a C-section. Yeah. I assume when you open her up, you're going to So realize. if you had the two uteri and the, the same vaginal canal? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so I guess unless you had the technology, you wouldn't know. Right. Yeah. But like I said, I guess then I got to think about it. I'm like, well, typically a lot of twins, not all, but a lot of twin pregnancies, they just opt for C-section. You know, uh -oh. either the doctor says we are doing a C-section or the patient says, oh, hell, you're doing a C-section. Right, right, right. You know, so I'm sure with triplets and even more babies than that, there mm -hmm. probably is almost always a C-section. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess I guess you don't have to have an ultrasound, but it'd be one of those things where you wouldn't find out till that moment. Right, right, right. If there were actually two uteri or whatever. But mm -hmm. I just thought that was so so interesting that is interesting yeah that is and really interesting every now and then I hear these stories and it makes me think you know for any one of us human beings to be born with all the right parts and all the right numbers of things mm -hmm. is actually kind of extraordinary because <laughs> there's so much that can go wrong right yeah so I just think it's just fascinating well that was so interesting right Yes. One thing that I, what, what got to me was Miss um, Myrtle, who had two complete bottoms. I am very surprised that she did not have two different pregnancies going on. Where Yeah, like, that surprises me. Yeah, like you're six months mm -hmm. pregnant and you get pregnant again. Right. I mean, I can only assume that because, you know, the rest of her body was just one you know, because when you get pregnant, then your hormones tell your body that you don't need to ovulate because you're already pregnant. So I can only assume that even though she could menstruate out of both of them, the hormones that controlled both of them were one system. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So even if well, she it's were... your pituitary gland, right? Yes. Yes. So if your pituitary gland is confused. Right. Which you would maybe think it'd be like having an IUD. Maybe you other uterus thinks there's an IUD somewhere. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure. Huh. And that's the whole thing. I mean, how can you research this? Because you, you don't have enough samples. Right. You know, it's not like you have 
even a hundred women that you can say, oh, you all have two uteruses. I'm going to do all these tests on you before you're pregnant, while you're pregnant, after you're pregnant, whatever. Right. You know, not that they do much research on pregnant women anyway, but. That is so interesting. Thank Isn't you that for that. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Very well, cool topic. By all means, if you get a chance, look up the pictures of these people. That I I've just mentioned. looked up Wendell. Yeah. Wesley. Wesley. Yeah. Yes. I looked up Wesley. Wow. And yikes. That looks like a full time job just walking around with that thing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I can't right. imagine. Right. I mean, I can't imagine having normal sized ones hanging in there. Well, true. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. All right. All right. See you. Bye. See you later. Bye.